It's March 9th, 2023, and you're listening to the Architecture Geeks podcast. I'm Larry. And I'm Matthew. And we're your friendly neighborhood architects being geeky as we want to be. Welcome back, everyone. We hope you're having a fun year so far. It's it's hard to believe we're two and almost two and a half months into it, and I'm like, <laughs> what have I done with my life? I, I don't know what's happened in the last last two and a half months, but I th- I think I'm going to blame it on February being short. That's what's throwing me off. And of course, this coming weekend is it this weekend or next weekend? This daylight savings time. Oh no, it's this weekend, isn't it? I'm afraid it is. Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Great, I'm going to lose an hour. Because, you know, that's just what I need. And we just got the kids started on a new routine as we as they're going to school now. Like We just enrolled them in school and all that. So they... Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, at least the dog can hold off on, you know. But I can't imagine having to do this with kids. I hadn't even thought about that. Oh, my gosh. How, how do you explain to a four-year-old that they've lost an hour of time? You put them to bed an hour earlier <laughs> and don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I guess that's one way to do it. But yeah, wow. Wow. I hadn't thought about that. Well, you poor guys. Well, I'm, I'm sure you'll hopefully figure it out and get everything worked out pretty quick. But but if you're like us, I mean, we're, we're two and a half months in and... I, I don't know if you if you've done this yet, but I've I've already I started the year thinking about continuing education credits because I'm tired of sort of procrastinating about doing it. So I've you know decided okay I'm going to be really on top of it this year, and and I'm guessing most people haven't. So what we thought we'd do today is is talk about a little bit about continuing education courses because it's something we have to do every year. I mean that's one of those things that's just there, and. Oddly, and, and I don't know that I've, I haven't thought about it too much. Sometimes I think about it, but there's always sometimes this hidden agenda with inside some of these continuing education credits. So we thought we might touch on that a little bit, but really what we're, what we're going to focus on are some coping strategies on getting your CEUs completed. How do we do it? How do we deal with it? We're also going to talk about, it's a topic that's called, where's the poop, Robin? And if you're a How I Met Your Mother fan, you'll know exactly what this means. I unfortunately had to have Matthew explain it to me, but it fits perfectly with the continuing education credits. And finally, we're going to hit on a possible birthday or Christmas present for the architect in your life. You know, we always always get to December and it's like, well, so what to, what to, get, what to get for an architect? There's always these lists about what to buy for an architect. And we think this might actually be a really really good something. But like I said, every year, you know, as, as part of our requirements to maintain our license, we always have to have this certain number of continuing education credits in Texas. It's anywhere from 12 to 18. If you're just registered with Texas, it's 12. If you're also an AIA member, it's another six hours. So it's 18. I know it varies from state to state and it varies how often you have to do it. But for us, it's every year. So I remember back, this is back when you got, you first got licensed and I think uh, there's a phone call. Okay, okay, Larry, how do I do my CEUs? What's this? And and I think you were a little excited about doing it, which seemed really strange. But then I, you know, I'm, it's you're sort of that nerdy part of you, and and it took so so much so that I, I we did a we ended up doing a podcast in January 2021 called To Our Credit, talking about some of these things. So it's it's fun to look back and think, oh, Matthew was. Matthew was a new architect, and he hadn't hadn't quite gotten jaded yet. Yeah. See, I, I'm I'm still that same nerd, 
just on the inside, but but time pressures and just a few years of doing that, doing those credits is, has really worn me down a little bit. And and you know the the beautiful thing about continuing education courses is is you the architect get to pick where you want to do your time, I guess, <laughs> for that for that year. And so I when I first started, I was just really super excited to dig into this. And and all the credits that I've 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 taken have been really informative. But over the years you you start getting to you start seeing a pattern. It's like, oh well this one's you know, this one's talking about all the great benefits of the new low E coding on Windows and then you read on and then it's and and at the end of it it's just like Oh, this is just Marvin shilling for Marvin Windows, the the manufacturer, just shilling for more of their windows because the whole course was sponsored by them. You just you start to read it a little bit more, read these courses a little bit more with a critical mind, and sometimes in the end, just go like, really, like, ah, uh, it's it, it, it got a little disappointing because you know I'm like I'm expecting to get you know see what the the what is the best that the you can what best that people have to offer for the for these continuing education stuff and you know sometimes it's good but other times you're just kind of like eh. and and plus keeping track of the hours that you've completed to meet your requirements that that's geez that's a whole nother ball game in itself i actually have it backed up in triplicates just to make sure that i have it in case i get audited because my 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 last uh my my, my last former employer actually got audited and they've been keeping a close eye on him ever since for for his license requirements, <laughs> and and so he thought he always feels like he gets a target on his back every couple of years just because he had one audit year. And all that to say, like it's 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 a it's a beast. And and so we we're, we're starting today off with maybe some coping strategies with with keeping up with your continuing education credits and where and how to complete what's needed before Christmas hits, because let's be honest, we're all doing it right before Christmas hits anyway. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> sorry. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. That'd never be me. But I, I think every architect gets to December and realizes at least you're, you're at least a couple of hours short. You know, if, if you're lucky, that's, that's all. It's just an hour or two. Or if you're like me, that you, you, get to Christmas and realize you're 11 and a half hours short, which is a lot of time. And and there's been twice now where, where I have been in QS finishing up credits. And so instead of like just sort of lounging around the afternoon, I'm finishing up continuing education credits to make sure I meet the December 31st deadline. And, and I'm not, I'm not saying that all architects experience that or that we don't have plenty of opportunities, but I, I think the majority, the vast majority of us, have had that experience at least once because because like you said it's it's hard it's hard to keep track. I tend to, you know, I'm I'm part of AIA so they keep a transcript. So um, as I'm registering my courses or as I'm doing my courses, my AIA numbers are getting transmitted, and that goes back to the to the national office and it keeps track that way. So it's easy for me to pull up a transcript and go, oh look. I'm this many hours short, and this is how many health, safety, welfare credits I have to take, and this is how many generic learning units I can take and, and be okay. So, so for for me as a member of the AIA, it's it's easy to track that. But I hadn't thought about 
you know, how, how do you, I mean, do you like keep a spreadsheet for your stuff and, and keep track of it that way? So yes, I, I have a spreadsheet. I print off all the PDF certificates that I uh, get and save those to an individual folder that I have in two different locations plus the cloud. <laughs> and and so between between all of that and and yes, that that's that's generally how I've kept organized. Yeah, that's and and that's probably far more than than I've ever even thought about doing. The interesting thing is like so if I'm taking online courses, I'll go through architectural record and they actually, under your profile and your login, they actually list all the courses you've taken. And you can go there and download stuff as you need to. So not only is it is it being tracked through national, but if I'm taking them online at, at Architectural Record, then suddenly, ta-da, I also have a list of what I've taken so I, I can keep track that way. But I've never actually kept a separate sheet. And, and uh and 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 so so yeah and so you you hit upon one of the major resources that I use which is architectural record but you can really find these types of learning opportunities all over the place like you described to me several people who just go to conferences and get all of their continuing education in one day just sitting in different conference uh conference rooms uh, you have lunch and learns, which was another popular method at my old office because not not so much my new one because my new one they're not just going to come to my living room and give me a presentation right there. But <laughs> oh, you'd be you'd be surprised. I think some of the vendors would actually come and do that. Honestly, oh, that would be so cool. <laughs> but yes, you have you have lunch and learns where the vendors will come out to your office or or maybe your living room. <laughs> Who knows? And 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 put on a an hour long presentation about again the the thing that's coming to mind is Windows or what there was one that I sat through a couple years ago which was uh, Firestone had a new new roof flat roofing system that they were developing and so the, he, we sat through an entire hour of of different ways to detail out flat roofing systems with of course firestone being the primary provider of said materials so um but and then you have then like like larry said you have chapter events and then you have online courses both free and paid and apparently there's a thing in within the chapter events called procrastinators day yeah procrastinators day. they they usually do this they'll do it a couple of times a year but like i know at least ai dallas does it and essentially you go in the morning, they feed you lunch, and they have different presentations throughout the day. And typically what ends up happening is at the end of that day, you've, you've gained like, you're supposed to get around eight hours of continuing education credit. And they'll usually have like an accessibility and a green building because you have to have an hour of each of those. And so the, the Dallas chapter does this, like I said, I think it's twice a year. I actually did it one year. It was, it was, both kind of cool and both kind of boring <laughs> at the same time, but but it worked out well because I didn't have to suddenly struggle to to get all these hours. So it worked out really 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 well. And I think too, if you can afford to go to conferences, that's a great opportunity. But I think you have to if you're if you're intent on going and getting as many credits as you can at the conference, you have to be you have to plan out very well what you're doing because there are general courses that are within the conference rooms, various conference rooms or meeting rooms. And a lot of those aren't necessarily health, safety, welfare. So we have to have 12 health, safety, welfare credits. And that 
tends to happen now, like at the national conference, it tends to happen on the product expo in the product expo area. So the, the vendors will set up sort of freestanding rooms and you can fit so many people in. And those classes fill up so fast that it's like, if you don't register the first, first or second day, you're never going to get into a classroom. So those, those sort of credits are a little bit harder to find if you, if you don't have the opportunity to get on the floor. But, but yeah, I think if you're, if you're able to go to a couple of conferences a year, you really can pick up what you need and, and get it done that way. Now, for me, I, I think for me, I like going to the conferences more for the general, general learning sessions, not necessarily the um, uh, health safety welfare sessions because I, I think I feel like you get more out of out of that part of it. So yeah, so for me for me to go and do that. So that means that, you know, as the year progresses, I actually have to figure out how to get the other credits. And one of the things so so the beginning of, of this year, I, I told myself, look, we're not going to get to December and be hanging out in Key West again and suddenly having to do 11 hours worth of credits because I didn't think about it and I didn't remember and I didn't pay attention. So I went through my calendar this year, and because Friday afternoons are my slowest, I thought I'm going to book an hour on a Friday once a month to take an online credit, to take an online course and get it done. And so I have stuck to that so far. So I have two two continuing education credits, yay me. And if if you do something like that, then by the end of the year, by the time you get to December, you have 12 credits. And for me, that means I just have to have another six learning units. So it all works out pretty well. So, you know, if I can kill kill those hours that way, at least at conferences, then I can look for sessions that I think, oh, this kind of sounds really, really interesting instead of looking at a session going and, oh my God, will it give me the hours I need to complete my, you know, complete my health safety welfare credits. So it's 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 one of those nice things of, of doing the online courses and having some flexibility, but that's assuming, of course, that you you go to conferences because it can get get really quite expensive and Assuming that when you when you go and you're taking a health health safety welfare credit, that the people that are giving them really are interested in teaching you something versus just talking really about essentially their product, and and that's going to get us into this section called "Where's the poop, Robin?" Which I think have, ha, has to be one of my I think probably probably one of my favorite things ever said on a podcast. Yeah. So, <laughs> so as we as we were as we were researching and and just kind of kicking back ideas on what we were going to talk about this week, like I got I went so far down the rabbit hole. Like I so th- this whole podcast started out as me going through my continuing education in December, and and one of my coping strategies was. I was figuring, I made it a game to figure out who sponsored this learning opportunity as I went through the lecture or the article. And so it was, it was a fun way to get me to, to push through what, what has just now become a part of just maintaining my license, you know, similar to paying the fees, you do it and just keep going. <laughs> so when I was reading through one of my courses in my last minute effort, of course, in December to finish before the new year, I was completing a course emphasizing putting less windows in a building for environmental concerns. And as I finished it, I thought, wait, what? Like, like I would think that most architects would lean the other way. You, you want to put more windows in. And, and personally, I was trained 
to lean in that direction just i don't know like to me the idea of putting less windows in is is a little counterintuitive and so i finished and i was like well who the heck sponsored it so so i would like to play with you larry where's the poop robin and and <laughs> so if you're not a fan of how i met your mother let, let us explain and and then you'll understand <laughs> so basically what it is is whenever Robin and Lily, two main characters on the show, would be talking to each other. Lily was always really good about figuring out that Robin left something out or something important that she may not have wanted to share or maybe something that made Robin look a little foolish or stupid. And so Lily's saying was, so where's the poop, Robin? Like, there's always another way of saying there's more to this story. You you've left something out. Come on, give me give me the actual dirt. And so I'll ask you this, Larry. Where where where's the poop, Robin? Where what what who what who would sponsor a continuing education credit that would say let's put less windows in a building? Yeah, yeah. Well, my my first instinct would be to. I don't know, like the concrete people, or I mean, or or the brick people. I'm like, I'm with you. You know, it's intuitive. We want to have more natural light into the building, unless you're like some specialty lab or something, and you can't have daylight or that kind of thing. But, but yeah, the instinct is to do that, and and it was it was it's just amazing to think. Okay, this is if you if you step back a minute and, and pay attention to who's sponsoring it and who's sponsoring the course. It turns out that it's the Ornamental Metal Institute of New York, and they were the organization behind this course. And, and of course, you know, with with less windows, you certainly have more space for ornamentation. So, why not use our why not use metal ornamentation to to enhance your building? And I'm like, yeah, I, I think that seems a bit bit like you said, sort of counterintuitive. Let's let's take out windows to make the building, I guess, prettier. I I, I don't know, and and. Honestly, most of the online courses that I've taken have been pretty, pretty benign. I mean, it's, it's yes, they're clearly sponsored by this company, but you do. I, I, I've never felt like reading through some of the online courses that they're really shilling a product or their specific product. It's, it's obviously yes, like the the fire uh, fire glow is that right? Uh, heat and glow. Sorry, heat and glow has. I've done a couple of their fireplace courses and obviously they're talking about benefits of gas burning fireplace and this and that whatever and obviously they want you to think of their product when you're thinking of that but i didn't feel like they were really just absolutely shilling their product however i know that on the expo floor because it is the vendors themselves that are out up there talking these guys are salespeople, and they want you to be sure that you understand that the product they're talking they can't say it explicitly because the aia does not allow that but they are specifically talking about their product. They're just masking it as best as they can. So, so that line starts to get blurred a little bit. And of course, if you have a lunch and learn, the vendor's going to bring product samples. I, you, you, the, did, the, did the Firestone guy bring you guys product samples? Oh, 100%. Yes. Yes. Every vendor who's done a lunch and learn. I mean, granted, they usually also bring you lunch. So it's kind of hard to complain too much. But yes, they always bring product samples for you to check. So, so yeah, so it's it's you. I, I can see that you're sitting there listening to it and thinking, okay, where's the poop, Robin? Where's the poop? 
what are you not telling me? What are you trying to sell me? It's, it's that sort of, what's your agenda that you're not sharing with me and trying to kind of glean that out of there. So, yeah, I, I think that to me, that was the best description of, of how a lot of this, you know, these continuing education credits can happen because what are you not telling me that maybe I should know or that you're, what are you telling me that's, that's making your product look like look better in a better light than anyone else's and, and just trying to figure that out. <laughs> I, I think that's kind of fun. I, I, and it's certainly a great way to, as you said, it's, it's how do I get through listening to all these courses or reading all these courses? And so, yeah, make a game out of it. So, so that you can at least figure it out. And so next time, next time you're, you're reading one of these, uh, ask yourself, you know, where's the poop Robin and see if you can figure it out. But we thought we would, instead of ending on poop, we we thought we'd end on something maybe, I don't know, a little more practical and talk about what could possibly be a really great birthday or Christmas present for the architect in your life. The birthday Christmas present, was that what I was, what you were thinking about, like the Building Science Fight Club? Yeah, it was just because, like I said, she's she she sells. Like, there's a difference between like the the paid stuff that that is put out there by like companies and stuff. Here's why fireplaces are important, and here's what they can do for you. And that, yeah. exactly, and 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 the paid stuff that like is just put out there by by people who who want to get genuinely good information out into the world, and and finding those types of courses would to to me would be a great christmas present because rather than having to sit through another sponsored continuing education course about 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 how how good or about how good windows are to fight to fighting covid sponsored by Milgard and how look here's the latest and greatest products to me it would be incredibly valuable to f- to have something like that yeah well and i think too the the you know christine's stuff is is so technical it's not just it's not product specific it's technical specific so she talks through all the Roofs, walls, ceilings, floors. I mean, you know, er- everything that that how the building really goes together and how it all makes sense. So I think, you know, from that perspective, it it really does become, you know, you're paying, you are paying for, you're paying for these courses, but they're really teaching you something other than just sort of giving you a general overview, which I think was most of the the CEU courses that you do online. They just sort of give this general overview, and yeah, you learn it a little bit, but but the stuff that she's offering really tells you how buildings go together. And I think that's a that's a big plus. And and if you can find those kinds of courses, if you can find providers for those kinds of courses that give you technical information and talk to you about how buildings work and how things really function and and really give you some serious information about it, then I think it's worth it's worth it can be worth paying for it versus getting it for free online. So yeah, so I think there is that that added benefit that if you want to, you know, if you've got an architect in your life, or, or if even if it's just you, go and find some of these courses, and they're gonna they're not necessarily cheap. I think I think hers is seven fifty. Is that right? Yeah, so I said some of them can get pretty expensive, but at the same time, I feel like in some cases, like it's almost worth it just because of the amount of of stuff that's in there just you're you're attaching a fire hose to your brain and she's just pumping it full of building science goodness which again 
to to I mean to anybody else listening to the podcast, it just kind of sounds like oh my gosh, she's going to put me to sleep. Like I know I, Faye would just be rolling her eyes as as she's hearing me talk about this. But anybody who 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 actually appreciates <laughs> the, the 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 technical and and a little bit more nerdy side of things could could really you know sink their teeth into something like that and uh, some honestly something that a an architecture geek like me would uh really enjoy yeah i i think a lot of architecture geeks would i think a lot of architects would there's there's always that desire to find really useful usable information and stuff that that you can share with with your employees the staff with other architects and and if you don't even if you don't take her course i'm, I'm going to tell everyone who's listening if you're an architect and you you don't know who christine williamson is or who building science fight club is go to if you're on instagram Go look it up on Instagram because the posts are always these posts that they'll usually it's a detail section and and she'll give an explanation of what's going on and what this means and what that means. So it's sort of like almost like a little mini gem of of what she teaches. And so there's always that kind of information out there. In fact, it was because uh, I know I know the same person referred you to it as, as referred me. It's one of the contractors that we work with. Uh, his name is James Davis. He's very into. I mean. As geeky as we are, he is very, very geeky when it comes to putting his buildings together. And so he's always looking for that. How does this really function correctly? And what can I use down here to get this done? And, and where do I need to get water pushed away? And how does that happen? And it's just always, always fascinating stuff. So, yeah, if, you, if you're wondering what to get your architect for, for Christmas, then, uh, yeah, let's see if you can find some online courses and see if that wouldn't hurt. But... I guess for now we're going to say go study, go get your CEUs, and if you have some other suggestions, you can always reach me at Leary at SpottedDogArchitecture.com, or if you want to reach Matt, actually, sorry, while I'm thinking about it, almost forgot, I'm also on Instagram at SpottedDogArch and at Big Gay Architect, so you can find me at either location, and Matthew is... You can find me at Matthew at addingarchitecture.com or the podcast on Instagram at, oh gosh, sorry. I'm mixing up. Jeez. I'm mixing <laughs> you, up adding just... arch, like adding arches on Instagram, but I'm like, oh crap. It's not adding arch. We're, we're, we're... <laughs> oh no, it's fine. It's fine. This is, yes, ladies and gentlemen, this is, this is where our brains are at this point of the day. So, um, so yeah, so 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 where can we find Matthew? You can find Matthew at addingarchitecture.com or on Instagram at addingarch and then you can find the podcast on Instagram at archgeeks podcast and the podcast website <laughs> at architecturegeeks.com but Yes, thank you all for uh, <laughs> sitting through my my tongue twisters as we wind down for the day, and and uh, we'll see you. Ta- we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.